Hello and welcome back to Invader Sports. This is the Sector. <laughs> we can't use that. <laughs> we can use that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> welcome back to the fourth sector. 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 Um, joined again by uh, Joe and Cal. Um, Hello. Good evening. Uh, I, need How are turn, you both? I need to turn that off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Lots to talk about. Really excited to do this show. Um, so we're doing it. I'm happy. We're good. Yeah. Awesome. How you doing, Joe? Good vibes, mate. Good vibes. Nothing, mm. nothing but vibes today. We've all got our merch on. Yeah, we don't know if you're even ever gonna be able to see this, but we want you all to know that I'm wearing a McLaren hat. Luke's wearing a McLaren hat, and Joe has got a Mercedes tie-dye shirt going on right now. Looking pretty lit. Pop well. into it today. ASOS, yeah. mate. ASOS. Really? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's a free plug for you as well, ASOS. So Send sponsor us some us. more. Yeah, sponsor us and Zoom. We need free Zoom. I'm going to say that every episode now. Yeah. <laughs> free Zoom just, for just the fourth sector. Manifest it. Just yeah. wish it into existence. Yeah, um, for sure. Awesome. Right. Well, lots to discuss today. Um, I know kind of like the key things is we want to go over Drive to Survive, which came out um, on Friday, recording yes. this on, on Tuesday. So had a little bit of time to watch it all and digest it. Um, and we also have in the UK, I'm not sure if everywhere has it, but we definitely had the uh, Jewel, which was the um, two-part series of the kind of like the overall season from a Max versus Lewis perspective, uh, which I really enjoyed. Obviously, we'll talk about just the Sky Sports, uh, just the Sky Sports one, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, really nice format though. But obviously, we'll talk about it in a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll kind of finish off with some season predictions and some predictions for Sunday, which I can't actually believe we're ra- we're on race week. Yeah, we, we're recording our yeah. first race week podcast. Woo! It's pretty exciting. lit. Yeah, um, and I, I, I'm, I think it's going to be a good start to the season. You know, it's definitely the season with the most question marks around it, with all the Man, regulations. We're uh, coming into like a whole new era, and so many new eyes are going to be on it as well. So it's going to be just so many exciting. Questions. It's going to yeah. be crazy, um, but I can't wait. Um, so I guess. Should we kick off with what happened on on Drive to Survive? Um, which can we just say talk about a season of content because they had so much to go through, um, mm. even away from Max and Lewis. Um, and they used near enough none of it. They used right? none of it. <laughs> it's. I mean, um, I, I guess one of the things off the bat was, you know, not talking about Kimmy in his final season. I don't think driven out. I don't think either of them were mentioned no. by name no. at all. By the way. No, um, which is which is crazy. Feel very disrespected on on behalf of Kimmy. Uh, I'm not see. surprised that he didn't want to be involved. Though, <laughs> could you imagine, Kimmy? How do you feel about leaving? Uh, uh, I don't. It's okay. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not winning any races. I leave. Um, <laughs> car, car is shit. Yeah, car is shit. Don't like the wet. Too much rain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and um, can never get his drink bottle right either. Have you seen uh, that? Exactly. They yes. can never get his drink <laughs> bottle right. State of it. It's so funny. Where's my drink? Yeah. Um, Most simple part on the car and you never get it right. <laughs> <laughs> it does it. say a lot about kind of the season when you can't even get a water bottle right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they um, yeah, we, we they missed out a lot. I think um, I said this to you guys, so I wanted to mention it in the pod, was that like, this was the first time Drive to Survive had a title race to follow. 
Um, mm. the, this is their fourth season, and for the last three seasons, Lewis has won it by the you know third to last race um, every year. So this is the first time they've had a title fight to follow, and I think that's why we saw a lot less of like the midfield content other than Gunter. Um, yeah, but yeah, we we really didn't see a lot of like drama between like um, you know Aston Martin, McLaren, Ferrari, Alpine. We didn't really. I mean, what we what we expected though was that obviously they were going to focus on that, but I think it's just it's become a little bit less exclusive, hasn't it? Where the first yeah. first two seasons, the three seasons, even you got a lot more behind the scenes that you didn't see, mm-hmm. um, and it seemed like what we watched was near enough a season recap with uh, also Christian Horner riding a horse, um, but just with. <laughs> just with some some different sort of commentary that obviously they didn't have the rights to use all the sky commentary so they just didn't have it but yeah it was just not as exclusive as we used to was it no 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 no. do you know what i think for me it's just going back one minute to kind of what you were saying i think there was so much so much more to cover because the fact is you know, teams are doing a lot more. They see that there's a demand from fans. So they are doing a lot more to give you that behind the scenes stuff. So I think what would have been a nice focus was to really, really home in on some of the biggest battles of the season and focus on that. And the one thing that did upset me was the fact of, you know, they kind of teased us with a little bit of McLaren versus Ferrari and then disappeared. And it never talks about again. And I think aside from obviously what you saw with, with Max and Lewis, to me, that was like the next most exciting thing of the season. And we kind of mm. saw these two, the, the two most decorated teams in the sport kind of getting back to that fight and way, or, you know, that fight. It was albeit, a really good fight as well. It was so like back and forth um, through the season and it yeah, went to the end. So Exactly. So I think not including more of that is, is a shame. Um, I'm still not massively keen. I know this, oh, I just hit my mic. Um, <laughs> I know this is not the, this is obviously the fourth, fourth season. Sorry. Um, I still, I'm not sure about the layout. I wish it's they kind of did. It's very erratic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. They which try and is... cover every race in every episode sort of thing. So you kind yeah. of go back to the start and then you go all the way through the season. Yeah. And I think one thing, Luke, that you pointed out on Jewel was the format. Briefly, mm-hmm. we don't want to go straight into that, but the format on Jewel worked so well because it followed that sort of structure and and i understand it like from a was, was it 10 episodes structure five 10 episodes yeah, yeah. so they do like the, yeah because yeah, it started in season one it was kind of like one per team obviously without mercedes i don't think were red bull in the first season I well they, they were they raced in the first season yeah, but i don't know if they obviously yeah but i mean like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just didn't no, take part I, I because I don't think they were film. massively Horner focused in the first season, were they? Yeah, so um, I think that's what people like, though, was the fact they kind of got a little bit of a, a background to what the likes of Haas have going on, and obviously I mean, half of it was going to Steiner, like which was amazing. Series. I love that. <laughs> um, well, they, everyone, I think, yeah, everyone he, needs more Gunter. He became so popular through it that I think they were like, wow, he's the gold mine. That's what we need more of. And that's why they just threw him in there. They even had him in episode 10. It's Mercedes v Red Bull. And it's like Horner, Toto. And then randomly, Gunther Steiner's like, there's a lot of pressure in between <laughs> the team. So, why have they even put him in there? I don't, he literally, he's have you seen, the last, man. Have you seen all the memes of uh, like his the, the photo shoot? Yes, yeah. But they're yes. not even memes. That, that's actual, it's the, real, it's a yeah. real catalogue. 
<laughs> it's not even like a joke. Like it's funny, but it's not a joke. Like Mick is actually there with Gunter promoting like a love, <laughs> love seat. swing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. It was class. Um, it kills me. Um, yeah, so, no, he's he's just he's just gold. Um, <laughs> hey, so. hey, to be fair, he I do I do really like him. He's got a great personality. Yeah. Did you I, also? Um, I I saw was it, is it right that he was the he was what team boss was he who took did, did Christian Horner take over from Christian from him? I swear I saw that. Not off the top of my head. Um, that's a really you could good be question. right. I'm not no, nothing a little sure. Google search can't fix. Um, <laughs> and Cal, why are you doing that? Yeah. I think one of the things that I wanted to to pull out of what we did get um, from Drive to Survive was how much um, drama was at Haas um, that I don't think we were overly aware of. I don't think it was common knowledge that I knew. I knew that um, Nikita and, and even Dimitri Mazepin were basically saying that they'd given him a shit car compared to Mick. But the fact that in Drive to Survive, they, they at least made it seem like he was ready to pull funding if Mazepin didn't start doing well. This is the thing with Drive to Survive, though, is I think because it is... I mean, they to... did have him saying it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, like, cut you off no. on that, but like they did have him physically saying it, like, out loud, which is no, mad. But, but there's, there's also, I think, still context to everything. And... I think that's the only thing about Drive to Survive. Well, there's a, there's a few things, but I think the biggest thing is context. Yeah. Um, and I know, Cal, while you were watching it, you uh, <laughs> there was a lot of uh, anger coming from you about this is not said here. Why has this been used so many times? And I think things like that, you have to wonder about the context because obviously he said it, but you don't know how much led up to that point. You don't know the conversations up until that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. No, I get your point on that. You don't um, even know who he's actually saying it to. This is true as well. Like um, they show him walking with a random Haas representative, but that could be just, oh, what's the weather like? And then they just dub it over the top. Yeah, but I mean, I will go back to my point being he said it and it's fucking insane, right? Yeah, like, he did say it. He did say it. And it was like, my son is shit at I racing. Mean, Therefore, oh, right. I'm going to pull well, he, the funding. They were so convinced that the car was like, they were chalking the car. His, well, like, they made, they made them car. replace the chassis, didn't they? He asked for a whole new car. Like, that's fucking... He was like, if you could give us a whole new car, we could just just, just have no money. That's nuts. That is a nuts. It's a bit dictatory, really. Um, just very quickly, uh, Steiner was at Red Bull from 2005 to 2008. Wow. What a guy. Yeah. What a, ped what a pedigree. Yeah, and he was their technical director from the April 2006 to April 2008, and then, yeah. Haas so when, so when, when did when did Vettel get there? Like 2012? But no, no, no. Vettel, uh, well, yeah, I suppose he was at Toro Rosso 2008. And then 2009, he went to Red Bull. Red he won Bull his, 2009. Yeah, because um, uh, Button won that season, but Vettel obviously started winning for Red Bull. And so then... Gunter Steiner could have been one of the reasons that Vettel joined. Yeah, well, well, obviously Vettel won that race in 2008 in Monza for Toro yeah. Rosso. Um, whilst Gunther was the technical director at Red Bull, so maybe the decision to promote Vettel maybe came at his hands ever so slightly. So, oh, yeah, and now he's hiring K Mag. So, but that's a that's another topic. Uh, watch out for the doors. <laughs> While we're on it, there are definitely more wheels than doors, aren't there? No, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah, there is. But don't do this. But there is more wheels. But don't. Um, right, we're not going to disagree on it. Look, there's more wheels <laughs> than doors in the world, right? Yeah, right. I'm, we're all I'm in with agreement. wheels. I'm with wheels. Yeah, yeah. Team wheels, team wheels, team wheels. Um, a clip that stood out for me, I'm sure we've all got our own clips that particularly live in the memory. Um, for me, one that lived with me a lot was the hiring George and sacking Bottas stuff. I think that was one of the most exclusive bits we got of the whole 10 episodes. Yeah, the hiring George was entirely staged, though, which is what annoyed me. Well, what when he was like, uh, the bad news is your teammates, Lewis Hamilton, the good news is yeah, yeah. Mercedes. Like he was going to go, the bad news is you're in a Williams still. <laughs> well, no, did, you, did you see I sent a screenshot um, of a tweet where someone had been sent it and it was at Zanvoort where they, I don't remember where they made it look like it was. I think they made so it they look, made like, it it look like, like it was at Spa. Spa after George had qualified P2. Yeah, that's but what they it made was, it was. Like. It was yeah. at Zanvoort. Um, and there was just, it was just like, oh yeah, it's a private conversation. And there's this picture out the window. Um, and it was just this massive camera right in front of the two of them having a chat. Oh, it was so, it was just oh, like, so, oh, they so staged. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. But um, you're right though in the, I mean, it was very Bottas heavy, wasn't it? That like few episodes. Yeah. Did you know, I, I've held quite a lot of abuse at that man over the last couple of years because of his struggle to support Lewis appropriately other than moving out of the way. I don't, there wasn't many races where he really like picked up the slack when Lewis was struggling. Um, I suppose Monaco, he was running P2 before his wheel wouldn't come off. Oh, um, I forgot about that until we watched it on the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. Oh, oh that was painful, wasn't it? Yeah, and they didn't was. get it off until they were back at the factory about four or five days after, did they? Yeah, yeah. The wheel nut was like oh, it was apparently like machine done, wasn't it? Gone smooth. Yeah, so there oh. was no like nothing to grip onto. Um, but yeah, I felt like his, you know, generally, if let's say Lewis was like having a grip penalty or he's running P seven or something, you never saw Bottas like take the initiative and can give it something. It was, he just struggled. Um, Qatar, I thought about. I didn't really think about it till watch a drive to survive in Qatar when Max got the grip penalties P7, Bottas is P2 or P3, and he drops the P11 off the start, man. Yeah. And Max goes to P2. Think about if if Bottas can just get P2, which the car had the pace to do. Max comes third, and then all of a sudden we're going into Abu Dhabi, and the point swings a little bit for Lewis. And I don't know, it's little things. Do you know man. what though? I. I still weirdly feel for Bottas. Like, you know, I still do. For in, some oh, there's drive... a level of professionalism there as well. In I, I loved it. You know, mentality when, uh, as well was, about uh, him being so composed in those interviews. When, but when uh, Toto and, Vos, and Valtteri are sitting down for dinner, we might have been lunch, wherever it was, when they were sitting down for food. And like, could you imagine how awkward that is that you've like, you've let him go for a younger and, driver? And you've got a massive camera watching you do it. You've got a massive mm. camera. And you're still sitting there, he's like, until the end of the season. What did he say? He said, like, the, the most expensive bottle of wine you yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and Toto goes, really? And I kind of feel like Bottas he said, was like, He said, oh. really? It's lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Bottas was like, oh, yeah, no, no, totally, no. No, it's sparkling water for me. Yeah, bullshit. bullshit. But no, I've, I felt sorry for Bottas. I think, it was, I think it was season three when, after his win, he was, he was, in, he was in the... Like the green room, sort of um, one of the drivers' rooms, and he had his bottle of Heineken, and he said traditions, and it it became a bit of a meme, didn't it, in in F1 Twitter? But it was genuinely quite a sad moment, um, yeah. and 
he was sort of just like laughing it off. And I think, you know, we've got, a, we've got respect. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's two commonalities in, in Mercedes uh, success. And, you know, one of them was fucking Bottas, wasn't it? So, yeah, the thing yeah. is, I, I do think there's obviously, there's, there's 100% without a doubt been times where Bottas has un- underperformed. And, you know, you kind of look at, he, he should be doing more with the car. On the flip side, I think he is such a rare case where he is such a team player and uh. it, it must be impeccably difficult year in, year, year out for your teammate to be Lewis Hamilton who wins everything and you're the one that sits there and has to be told, Valtteri, give up, give up position, let him go. Well, I mean, he must be some, some, somewhere in the top 20-so um, podiums, right? Probably. I mean, he was top 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was in the top wins, wasn't he? With like thirteen, I saw that thing you sent. Well, out. yeah, and he must have been. There's a there's a shitload of podiums involved as well as that, isn't there? So, hmm. like, fair play for being like consistent. Yeah, um, he's like the most third placed driver of all <laughs> of all time. <laughs> it really I'm checking like it. I'm checking yeah. it. Have a look. See if that's a thing. Um, yeah. Is there any other like? Obviously, there's I was very much do not like how and i've spoke about this a couple of times how they 67 podiums wow that is a and how many wins 13 10 10 wow that is 57 third places and he's also (laughs) he's also been the driver's championship runner-up twice Mm. so there's a lot to be said in five years of having the best car yeah Mm, yeah. yeah there was a couple of years where Vettel was good though in the in the Ferrari wasn't there so True, I still I still think like, if you take statistics out of it which obviously to a degree you you can't but I think as as teammates go I do not think there are many better or many that would put up with being a second driver through the peak years for as long as Valtteri has well, true. Yeah. And I think they couldn't go much longer with a Rosberg Hamilton complex. Like imagine it broke out like that again. It just would no. be too much, wouldn't it? And I think the good thing is about what they've done now with George. Is... Well, Rosberg had the pace, to be fair. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> I, I think the good thing that they have now with George is, um, you know, Hamilton's not going to be in the sport for, you know, I, in my opinion, I, I do think this will be his last season if he wins. Mm. Um, I definitely do not think he'll do more than two seasons, including this season. So another season after this. Within that time, George has gotten enough time to kind of make him the number one driver. And they can sort of start to make the car around him as well. And they can start to make the car around him. So this is the perfect situation for Mercedes. Yeah, they need to make it bigger, don't they? Because he's like six foot, so. six foot. I think he's six one or six two. <laughs> he's like yeah, six one. They, last season, obviously, when he when he had that race, they had to him, adjust everything. They had to adjust everything, uh, and he was basically like squished in this in uh, Lewis's car, which is hilarious. But um, yeah, but yeah, so kind of bringing it back round and kind of going back to drive to five. Um, but yeah, I think it was uh, I, it was quite sad for. For Valtteri, especially in that episode for me, where you have that kind of conversation with Toto, but I think you kind of saw as as well watching that. I I forgot about the interview where George got really emotional about getting his first points. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I what, was a li- like, what a likable guy! I, to me, it's like fucking getting a Mercedes. It was no, but he he got a he got an accidental podium, didn't he? Yeah, for yeah. Spa. Yeah, and they didn't include that. 
No, they just did the qualifying bit, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't, I suppose they didn't. There was not really much to mention in the race. It was like one lap on the safety car. It was car, the right? most depressing race I've ever watched, wasn't it? Do you remember my, that? Watching my it friend, all Sunday. Uh, my friend Sean, he went, he went, and um, he said he stood out there for, I think, four hours. Did, saw, like, obviously one lap of racing. Got absolutely, thought he, he, he said, I think I've got hypothermia. He got absolutely rained on. It was cold as anything. And he saw them go around once and you couldn't see nothing because of all of the spray. Um, wow. He, he literally went, travelled from to Belgium to watch it. <laughs> Feels so bad for him, man. Imagine. Oh, it'd be horrible. I mean, they had to cancel that, didn't they? And I think it was, it was. I, do, I mean, I, I know we're getting a bit off topic here, but do you remember that um, when Vettel... Uh, had actually gone into the briefing and said that he didn't he didn't want to race. He said they, we can't mm. race in these conditions, and it reminded me so much. Luke, you said you just watched Rush last With night. Louder, yeah, louder, yeah. It reminded me so much of that, and um, Senna yeah, as well, was, if you Senna. remember. Yeah, Senna. No, literally the weekend was it the weekend he he died? He was like, I don't. One the time that he unfortunately passed, it was actually the barriers that he was complaining about. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, and. That is, um, and there was also Ratzen, Ratzenberg or something passed away that weekend. Barrichello crashed before. that weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, and that was why um, he didn't want to race. Yeah, that is um, a real shame. It is. I think it's it's a really difficult situation for drivers to be put in because it's. It, I think especially when you're one of the the top drivers in the championship. I think when when a lot of people hear you kind of say, I don't want to race, is it like just to take one extra race off the season so you can kind of... Yeah. I think that's what goes through a lot of mentality, right? But, and you think about the drivers that are notoriously good in the wet yeah, as well, like Max. Like you're never going to catch him saying that. You know, Not that Max, he cares for anyone else's well-being. But Max but... is one of those people where it doesn't make sense how he's so good in the wet because he drives through the wet part of the track. Oh, yeah. Like everyone follows this this dry line and kind of sticks to what you'd kind of consider the fastest line they highlighted that in dual actually didn't they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it's one of those things where it's actually amazing how he's able to take quote-unquote well not say quote-unquote but in theory the slower line mm. and make time up um which is nuts um anyway we'll bring it back to driver five just for a quick roundup before moving on to dual oh yeah we kind we of probably should it. cover that yeah. um, so, so how many times from monza did they show that clip of zach brown Three, four yeah times. was it four yeah. it was so odd wasn't it yeah it was the same clip and and this it is did. something that it was a little bit up, actually it what was were you gonna say about masks um cow oh yeah i felt that um season four well season three and season four were the covid seasons and it just provided such a brilliant platform for netflix to be able to dub whatever the fuck they want <laughs> over these clips because there's a mask on their face. So as long as their eyebrows are moving a bit, they could just, they can make them say whatever they want. They could get an impression, like an impression artist <laughs> in who just sounds a bit like Zach Brown. Like that Schaefer Bates guy off TikTok. Yeah, and make him say that fucking, make him say that Valtteri Bottas is looking a bit podgy today. And then, and then, and then they just make a whole episode on it. It's like, honestly, it's a fucking joke. I, oh, that show does my head in. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah, but they did. They did overuse. I'm sure it was the same that. Uh, and it was this. Yeah, it was the same clip. It wasn't just the same audio bite that was not even over. Wasn't even said then. It was also. It was the same clip of him doing this. I don't even know when he did. What was that to anymore? No one knows when that what that was for. Uh, I, I would have thought it was like towards the end for the win. I, I don't know. I started to question if it was even for Monza. I don't even know if that was. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh yeah, that's that show. It's brought a lot of fans. It's great, but just fake but, it. But I will say it's brought a lot of unnecessary hate to Will Buxton, um, because that guy. Oh my god! Have apparently, you seen? apparently he's just such a nice guy. I don't know him. I can't say for sure. But apparently he's such a nice guy, and everyone's just abusing him. And all the TikToks are going around now, and the tweets. Have you, have you <laughs> seen? Have you seen? The, I saw a TikTok today. It was actually one of the first things when I went on tiktok where it was like um a will buxton impression it was like him these drivers things. one of the one of the biggest things about f1 cars is the brakes yeah yeah <laughs> it just caught me so off guard it's like he just he could have said that i wouldn't thing. have been surprised yeah no, yeah <laughs> and they threw in his comment it was his commentary was the new third commentator as well it was will buxton the best he, bit about one the, two the is that you're the top two drivers. Yeah. <laughs> Not just one. It's, he said that. And he said, the best thing about starting on pole is the other 19 drivers. Are behind you. Behind you. <laughs> but I think he's that. just getting abused on Twitter. And I just think it's a bit unfair. Because, I don't, yeah. yeah, you don't need to like tell him, you don't need to abuse anyone online, really. But he obviously he, knows his shit, doesn't he? You know what I mean? Well, you know, at the end of the day, he's getting paid to say that. And we're not. So, yeah, it's true. Anyway. Uh, We'll, yeah. we'll move on a sec, but very, very quickly for you both, just a quick like summary, general kind of overall, you know, what, what were your, or what were your thoughts on season four of Drivers Five? Um, I think they need to, I don't know if this is an option for them. I think that overall it's, you know, it's solid to maybe a bit disappointing this year compared to previous years. Um, I think that they need more episodes, but I don't know if they're like what the contract situation is, whatever. But I feel like if they had 15 episodes, it would tie things together a lot better. So I think there's room for improvement there. But overall, I hated it. I think... Um, you hated on... it? Hold yeah. on. Just yeah. like outright. <laughs> yeah, just did not like it one bit. He's, he's still got episode uh, yep. 10 in his head, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think the format needs tweaking. And I think um, it's very possible that they could be doing... 22 episode season with shorter episodes that's my that's my proposal to netflix hmm. to actually have a recap a bit like ted's notebook but with a little bit of space um around around the format and you can have 22 episodes or even you know two races per episode and there's 11 episodes um but covering every episode so that it makes sense and obviously one of the next things we are going to talk about is dual uh, and the format of that made sense and it was very fluid um and they did split what was basically a one shot into two, two episodes. What did you think, Luke? Um, I, I I agree. I think the format, the format is it, it needs a lot of work. Um, I still think that there's, if you're, I'm trying to look at it as you know from someone that's coming into the sport, and I'm using this as my like entry, and and for me. I think there's so many other exciting things that happened in the season and I get it. You can't fit them all into 10 hour long episodes or some of them are half an hour, but between half an hour long 
and an hour long episode so i get that but i think if you just have a format that works where you can cover all the things that happened in like you know each race weekend um and maybe kind of do something very short for the weekends when not too much happened um it's better and i think they really need to stop using um conversations and screams especially for for zach brown because it, it does get to a point where like it's it changes the narrative it changes the narrative and i'm not sure this is the the right place for that sort of, like i don't think formula one is that sort of drama like you definitely obviously have the drama between teammates and all of that but i don't think you need all this added bullshit um it like the sport is exciting without it and it's just it is quite upsetting to see you know things being um, turned it the way they are especially one of the things that really bugged me was the situation with Norris and, and Ricardo, where a lot of things were taken out of context or from different fucking race weekends they've reacted to that as well haven't yeah. they did you see yeah, yeah, they're yeah. On, on the McLaren McLaren's... page yeah I did see that so so I want to like drive to survive um, as a Formula 1 fan I really do but I think you've had the duel come in or duel I don't know why I call it the duel it's duel but you've, you've you've had that come in and I think they've shown what a good format does and I think mm. it's way more appealing to Formula 1 fans um, so yeah I, and it, again, yeah. you're focused on the top two in, in Jewel, but at least it showed you what the season was like. Whereas, as you're talking about from a new Formula One fan, Drive to Survive, you could have watched that having no context to the season. You'd have no idea what fucking happened, would you? No. You'd you actually be completely in the dark. The most clouded view of what actually happened through that season. It's insane. You'd have you, no idea what race was when. No. And what move was when and like... Yeah, you wouldn't be able to piece it together. You actually they wouldn't. missed the widest you know, Alonso I've ever seen as well. But also, just do you remember that quickly, wide Alonso? Yeah. But very, very quickly, one of the things that got me as well um, was when they were talking about. Oh, I think it might have been McLaren. It was. It was McLaren. It was Zach Brown. He was saying about um, being ahead of Ferrari going into the summer break, and it was like this is the last race before the summer break when they completely skipped out two races. It's like you're literally it's you're going to get to the point where, you know, new fans are going to come in and they're going to be like so confused about the format for the season because well, they had as, no idea what, what the summer break even fucking was based no. on that. Like when it was, I mean, to a degree, summer, summer, summer break is, is fairly self-explanatory, right? But in terms of like how long it goes on for what happens during that time, because obviously it's a massive time for for contract negotiations and kind of the first few teams start to really show their lineup for the following season and stuff like that. Um, so stuff like that could have been better explained. Um, again, one of the first, uh, we are coming off this soon, but obviously, but one of the, one of the things that I really like that season one did is they actually explained technicalities of the sport. You know, they were yeah. kind of like, this is what, you know, this is how important a pit stop is. And like, in terms of the difference between a 1.8 seconds pit stop and a, two second pit stop right which sounds ludicrous i guess to point, an outside point two seconds is pardon point two seconds that's some good analysis i don't know, i have no words for you no <laughs> words um, but yeah so i i think they need to bring back that element of as much as there's drama provide some learning for new people mm. coming in anyway we'll move on to the duel no nah, i got one more one more one more go one on. more 
Hamilton's 10 second penalty. Which lasted 30 seconds. 32 30 seconds. seconds. 30 oh seconds. my God. It was oh. carnage. I was, I was stressed. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I was yeah. stressed watching it. 32 seconds. I was right. like, shit, this is the longest fucking 10 seconds. Mm. Of God knows how he feels in the car, because this feels like... <laughs> um, well, yeah, he had time to do a monologue in the middle of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just sitting there being like, I've been a racer now all my life. I've been in this <laughs> box It all boils down years. to this. <laughs> it was yeah. carnage. It was, it, was, it was the longest 10 seconds ever. Imagine yeah. just comes out. Uh, so during my pit stop, I put together a blog that you guys can read. I just uploaded it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, in anyway. a cloud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, Jewel, uh, Joe, you want to kick things off? At this, I fucking love the Sky commentators we have. I think we are unbelievably lucky with the um, pundits and the commentators that we have on Sky Sports F1. Mm. I think they make for such a such an insightful series. They made it so um, educational, but. You know, they they understood the teams, they understood the drivers. And again, we've said the format, obviously, that made it so much easier to follow. It'd be so hard to do that, you know, extrapolate it across 20 drivers when there's individual battles going all across the field. But to focus on what was probably, you know, one of the biggest title fights in the past, oh, throw me a number, X amount of years. 13 Cal- years. 13, there we go. Um, Cal's my all episode, uh, just to say. That. that was actually bang on because it was... 13 years ago, 2008, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, like, just, it. They, <laughs> na- I, I thought they nailed it. Um, I, I know every, everyone sort of said that it was uh, better than what Drive to Survive can do. But as I say, you've got 20 drivers to try and do that with over there. But I think the format really worked. The, the commentary and the punditry that we have on Sky Sports F1 made it what it was, um, especially with, you know, everyone being involved all, all the way down to, you know, like uh, Karin Chandok and Rosberg that, you know, don't tend to have that much on the on the weekends. They sort of do those little bits of analysis, but to have them have their say in it as well. Rosberg, you know, Lewis Hamilton's ex-teammate. Like you've got just so much there that it just made it, I thought, brilliant, to be honest. They didn't try and talk down to people either, did they? They kind of just, it, which I liked personally. But I, I like the idea of, there's two things I liked, actually. The, the first the first idea I liked is having kind of each episode dedicated to each driver. Because I think it's very easy to sound biased, being Sky Sports and kind of taking Hamilton um, side. And kind of what you were saying, Joe, the idea of using like teammates of the past was so good. Just to be like, you know, this is something that Hamilton's really worked on. Or one thing I can say about working with him is X, Y, and Z. I love Rosberg as a pundit as well. Yeah. And again, like I was saying, I think in terms of explaining things, Rosberg is so clear and so easy to follow um, without being... um... Will Buxton. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Without being Will Buxton, yeah. Yeah. Which reminds me, Cal, did you know... Have wheels. Yeah. I was literally about to say that. I was literally <laughs> about to say, and Formula One cars have four wheels. Have four wheels, and it's so important to keep them on the car. Yeah. It's... And if you get a flat, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're Bad. in trouble. Punches are where Oh, wait, quickly. Susie yeah, Wolf on Drive to Survive. She's a fucking legend, isn't she? Yeah. You know what? I do is, not yeah. understand how they have family time between Formula E and Formula One. 
mate, she's a fucking legend. I've but got so much both, respect for her. Aren't they both? They're just like the most classy people in terms of how they present themselves, how they handle everything in the sport. When you look at the difference between Horner, who watching this season of Drive to Five and also Jewel, I really cannot stand him. I didn't like him before, <laughs> yeah. but now I've just, I've got like a certain level of hatred towards this guy because you see Toto and Susie and how they handle things. It's just with such kind of like, respect and he's neither of them have really got a bad word to say other than calling horner a terrier um, oh yeah jack russell terrier they call it <laughs> yeah but other than that they're both very composed and then you just got horner who chats so so much shit i'm gonna throw probably one of the biggest curveballs you're ever gonna hear in your life but i like christian horner yeah. <laughs> you would never ever expect me to say that would you but i, I actually do i actually like christian horner no. I don't doesn't mean I agree with everything he says. I, li- I like the drama. I like the drama that he brings to it. But I like him. I like him. I do. I like I like yeah, I like that he just gives it lemon. I do. I've I like it. Not enough team but all team bosses go into their shell, mate, but he just gives it some. Doesn't mean everything he, he says. He is does right. absolutely give it some. But he gives well. it and I I think we I think it needs that. Do you know the, the thing that gets me about it? It'd be a worse place without him. The thing that gets me is um you know, I, I think it was in Jewel, where it's literally in the space of 15 minutes, you've got Horner complaining, um, oh, forgot the race, but he complained that Hamilton, um, sorry, Max didn't give Hamilton enough space. No, wait, hold on, I got that the wrong way around. He he complained that Hamilton, yeah, didn't give Max enough space. And then... I, in, su- I assume Monza then. No, and then in Monza... Okay. Wait, no, I've got this the wrong way around. Why am I struggling to think of this? No, right, sorry, I got it now. He was right. saying that Max had no reason to give space. He's driving, right? And then right. he gets the Monza and he's like, well, that's what you get for not giving Max Not leaving space. the space, and yeah. it's like, you're literally... Sorry, it took me a while to get there. My brain's... Yeah, yeah, like, I'm oh, with you. Not firing. <laughs> but, um, and it's literally just shit like that. It's like you... Mm, yeah, take a mind. breath, deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. You just change. I'm, I'm <laughs> literally raging right now. He just, he just he, he's just one of these people where you could never argue with him because it will just switch and change to whatever suits his argument. And uh, I don't like him. I don't like him, Cal. No, I, I, I shouldn't like him. Um, I don't know why I do. I'm quite I do. disappointed that you do. Yeah, I think that I thought that would surprise both of you quite a lot. Um, yeah, of my loyalties, but yeah, I actually like Christian Horner. I do. Well, you're no longer on the podcast, so. yeah, Roger. That <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for watching. Trust me, you got better insight than I do. So, going um, out with a bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Joel, Joel, what, what were your honest thoughts on it, Cal? Um, <clears throat> I think you know, I, I, I didn't say it's like anything overly special, like we didn't. You know, it was all just kind of the season that took nine months condensed into two hours. But it's, you know, you hear from people that are in the sport more than anything else. And it's great to hear, like, we got to hear the the words on, a, you know, the, on an unbiased network. We got to hear the words, Hamilton was robbed. And it was like, that was very nice to hear. Uh, yeah, Jewel, Jewel was good, though. I did like it. I'd like to do but. Um, every year they do, a, I remember when it was BBC, 
or ITV, they did their season review with their pundits. I remember like uh, 2010, for example, they had like Coulthard, Eddie Jordan and uh, someone else. And they all just sort of sat around a table, talk about all the flashpoints in the races and stuff. And it's really always really fun to look back on because you get all like the best bits. And yeah, it's, it's a great it's great. And obviously this year it was focused primarily on them, but it's a format that could work even with a grander scheme, I think, because of the way that they showed it, because they're just going one race at a time. So you can just cover everyone, you know. Do you think this will be an ongoing thing for Sky now? I feel like you they think... probably will, because it's it's a competitive market now. They, they've seen the viewership and drives to survive, Scott, and they just want a bit of that. Uh, I mean, there must yeah. be some kind of partnership there with um, the obviously the footage, but also the um, commentary that they did get access to for Drive to Survive. So there's some sort of working relationship there, isn't there? Yeah, there has to be, at least like minorly. But yeah, yeah, there has to be. There must be like an agreement. But I'm guessing Sky Sports, maybe that's why we saw a little bit less in Drive to Survive. Maybe Sky Sports said, hey, look, we're going we're gonna to have a little go at this so you can't use this and this. I don't know. That's complete an speculation. But it is it's an odd one. Um... Intriguing that they come out with their first one. The same year that they got a bit less access to stuff, for sure. Joe, uh, yeah, I, I think I've I've covered my, my main points on it. I I thought it was done really well. Um, I I liked the format. I liked the. I mean, it, it makes it sound like I'm saying they dumbed it down, but the illustration of like what happened after what race with the points and stuff. I think that made it super easy to follow. Like you've already said, having one episode sort of more focused on each driver. I think it was the back end of the first episode was more Verstappen. The front end of the second episode was more Hamilton. And I think they did a fucking phenomenal montage of Hamilton's rise into Formula One and to the top of it as well. I think they did a brilliant montage that that put everyone, everyone that's that's followed the sport in their fields a bit about sort of, you know, how far he's come in in, in such a short amount of time as well with... Um, sort of the amount of junior um, categories he took part in compared to some of the other drivers. Poor souls. <laughs> no, for sure. Well, that's, um, that's, I would say that we've really covered that more than we were going to. I think we've... Very much, very much. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we will cover kind of, I, I think the, the thing that w- would be good to, to cover is um, very quickly our predictions for, for Bahrain. Um, I think it's a pretty tough one to predict, considering we literally have no idea what no, well, like. We've had testing, so we can have a slight prediction, but obviously... I mean, they've got no time on track before Friday, so we have a rough idea of what's going to happen, right? Yeah, we think we do. We think we do. <laughs> that's, so that's the so we find out that Mercedes have just had a button pressed down the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Um, Red Bull and Ferrari look like the package to be MV, envious of at the moment. Um, I think Red Bull, with the amount of running they did, almost exclusively all on the soft, uh, sorry, almost exclusively on the hard and medium tyres, which is, of course, your race tyres. Um, I feel like they're going to be, they're going to have so much data in the race. These are brand new cars. We couldn't have any less information about these cars. Drivers are learning to drive these cars. They're so different to what we've had before. So to have the amount of information I feel that Red Bull do on those tyres and in those long stints, I think that come Sunday, they're going to be 
probably our biggest threat. And Ferrari, whilst they've made great strides, I feel like they're going to be the the leaders in testing. And then, you know, the fastest uh, car come Sunday will be the Red Bull. I actually found an interesting little graphic earlier that uh, tickled my pickle ever so slight. You know, I love my like graphics and stuff. I thought you were going to say, you know, I love my pickle. I was like, I do love my pickle as well. That's very true. <laughs> and he loves it being tickled. <laughs> he loves it. It's all very true. Um, <laughs> but it's essentially the, um, the fastest car in testing compared to the like the fastest like the winner of the constructors the following year um going back to 2012 lotus was the fastest car in testing red bull of course won that year very convincingly so that 20- doesn't bode well for ferrari <laughs> no so this is the thing is uh 2013 mercedes were the fastest that was um if you remember that year they were lightning quick in po- uh, qualifying and they got a lot of pole positions, but they just couldn't. Didn't, they had this weird race pace where the car grained its tires too much, and they just kept uh, falling off. Um, so Red Bull, of course, won it that year. Twenty fourteen, Williams were the fastest car in testing. Well, that was interesting, and of course, that was the start of the hybrid era, um, which is if you think about the era we're in now with Haas, like going near the top of the sheets so maybe it's a similar thing K- k-mag in second wasn't he after even after verstappen's uh, verstappen had to do that extra run didn't he to get yeah. beat out k-mag yeah that's uh Haas for the championship which we will obviously get to but then of course every year after that mercedes were the champions but in they were only the fastest in testing in two of those seasons four of them were ferrari so you really cannot take a lot from testing, but based on what we think we know, we're going to make some predictions. Based on what we've seen so far, right? Yeah. So this weekend, this weekend, my, my, my prediction, I think, I think Leclerc, Leclerc's on pole. You think Leclerc's on pole? You think I, I know that's, that's slight, slightly left, left field, but I think Leclerc's on pole. I think, I think he's done with it now. I think he's done with not doing it. Yeah, and I think he's on pole, uh, but I think Verstappen wins the race. Okay, Luke, is it over to me? Okay, uh-huh. I'm going to go a little bit further left. Oh gonna my skip, god! Going to skip talking about qualifying. I'm going to go straight to the race results. I think the top three or the podium is going to be Leclerc to win the race, Max second, Sainz third. Cool. Right, I don't so, think we're seeing a Mercedes on. I don't think we're seeing a Mercedes on the podium. We're really buying into this Ferrari hype train. I don't. But Mine, you know mine's more out of just pure hope, to be fair. Mine's, a, no, mine's just. I'm mine's, genuinely asking. I'm blind faith. Mine's partly the car, but I agree with Joe. I think it's at that point where it's been some pretty just average seasons for for Leclerc, and I think he's gonna. I don't know. I think he's going to be a different on a different level this year. I've just got a feeling. Might be wrong. I, well, just... I guess, yeah. I, 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 could, I could see the, the logic for sure. I, my prediction realistically is very boring because I think Max is going to go, uh, you know, pole to pole, you know, pole to win. I think mm. Max is going to just lock out the weekend. Um, for me, I had Carlos Sainz second. Charles Leclerc third signs obviously outperforming Leclerc in the championship last year and I just think over the course of a season I think he might actually have the edge to be honest with you personally it's a bit of a 
controversial one because I think on rural pace, Leclerc's probably got more, but it just seems like Sainz gets the results a bit more. But just mm. based on this race, uh, Verstappen, Sainz, Leclerc, Perez, uh, my top four, and then I think that Hamilton, or I think a Mercedes will come fifth, but I don't know which one. I'm going to go with Lewis because I'd yeah. rather he's the lead Mercedes. But that's yeah. what I think. I think, I think that takes us on to a really good... Uh really good segue into what we think is going to happen this season overall again mm-hmm. you know all we've seen is testing right and we'll definitely cover this after a couple of races but just based off what we kind of know what we kind of think you know what do you think is going to be or should i say you know a driver a constructor and kind of a wild card we've the- we've got we've got some notes and cal one of your notes here is who is it a big season for yeah it's a big season for fucking everyone, unfortunately, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, for me, I was thinking, like, you know, it's a big season for Yuki Tsunoda. It's a big season. He's for... sacked. Yeah, well, he, he will be if he, you know, he doesn't. Well, he, he's, he's sacked. Oh, he? How weird was he in, in Drive to Survive, by the way? Well, he doesn't do his washing, we found out, by the way. <laughs> he just doesn't do his washing. Or I don't know if Netflix just intentionally made him out to be really weird. Or if they just could not find any, I think it's just being... it's just quite immature, but like it's funny. I I think he's a funny guy, um, and he's yeah, very he's... he's very rude. But I think um some someone on, someone on there kind of pulled pulled up that um some of these guys like one of their first sort of uh, introductions into the English language and stuff is is through racing and stuff, and he doesn't say these things like to be spiteful mm. um, when he's swearing and stuff and. I thought it was quite interesting because he's obviously um, a very intelligent guy, like, and he's obviously a very talented driver. Um, but it was quite interesting to to hear that he sort of has no filter, and everyone was sort of clocking it. and And I don't remember who said it, but they were saying that like you've got to remember that these guys grew up watching the sport, listening to how drivers react, and that's kind of like how he talks about racing and stuff. But um, yeah, they did. They did. Uh, yeah, it was with Liam Lawson when he was moving to Italy yeah. from that flat in Milton Keynes. Wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Poor guy, man. He's been through it, hasn't he? It looked like like a uni flat, didn't it? it was yeah, so... it looked like student Acom, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, the uh... with, his, with his Honda NSX that he had to pack all his belongings <laughs> into. <laughs> That's so funny. They definitely don't pay him enough. Big up Liam salary. Lawson though, like for helping him clean out his room. <laughs> Keyser didn't do any washing either, did he? Um, it's a big season for Alex Albon back in back in F1 and in a Williams this year. We'll still have Red Bull on his helmet despite his driving for Williams as well. Um, do you guys like Alex Albon? Oh, I love Albono, but he's Albono. sacked. He's o, sacked. O, the O blood type, yeah. yeah he's sacked um, though, isn't he? I hope he gets sacked. <laughs> I can't stand the game. He's so sacked. <laughs> he hasn't even had one fucking race. Oh, yeah, but they're oh, going to be gone. well at the back. They're going to be behind Haas, and they're basically going to be competing with Alpha for back of the pack now. Well, yeah, Alpha, I, um, Alpha I'll, I'll give you a little statistic on Alpha in a moment. Yeah, but Williams um, got the last car in it. Yeah, true. <laughs> it does look very nice. So if you could win on looks. Well, no, because be the, right. the Alpha's my favourite car as well, isn't it? So Yeah, well, you're um, right. So there's a, uh, a little, there's a mini sector within sector one at Bahrain. And it's um, essentially... Is the that the fourth of, sector? It's not the fourth sector. Oh, it can be, actually. Yeah, it can be. This is the fourth sector, guys. <laughs> is Hang it on. like the 0.7th sector, <laughs> basically? Is that what it is? 
within sector the one. Fourth sector. Um. <laughs> so uh, between turns one and three in Bahrain, it sort of uh, shows you how much time is lost and won. Um, Red, the Red Bull was by far the best car in turns one to three. Um, and then the second best car um, was the Alfa Romeo through turns one to three. Third Mercedes, fourth Alpine, fifth McLaren, sixth Aston Martin, seventh Ferrari. So they're obviously gaining a lot of time elsewhere in the lap. Um, Alpha Tauri, Haas, and then Williams, very much uh, distant. Like Haas, Alpha Tauri, Ferrari, very close. Um, but yeah, Alfa Romeo in that mini sector. So I'm you know, telling you, Williams finished this season 10th again. Yeah, I, that's um, the prediction of a lot of people at the moment based on what they've seen. So. That's going to be interesting to see if they can turn that around at all. Um, who else do you feel it's a big season for? Is there anyone else? Well, as you say, it is for everyone. But is there any particular ones that you feel stand out to you on that 20-man grid? Um, to me, I think it's a massive season for George Russell. I think there's going to be... It's, it's, it's an obvious one to me, but not so much in terms of... Um, to, to outright be winning races but I think in terms of pressure there's going to be a lot of eyes on him yeah and yeah I think it's a massive season for him um, he's, he's got to progress as well hasn't he well, there's, me, there's got to be growth in there well to me I think the only thing is there's not there's not the pressure in the sense of he has to prove that he's worthy of a Mercedes because to me he overachieved so much in a in a Williams I don't think he's necessarily got that whole prove you're worth being in the best car on the grid or last season's best car on the grid. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of eyes on him to just see what he is made of. Um, so, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can imagine that, um, yeah, that's definitely going to be running through his mind. I think um, I think Toto has probably prepared him pretty well for the season. So I think he'll perform well. But it's definitely going to be big for him. Um, I think the only one to me who I maybe disagree that everyone on the grid has a big season. I, I don't think it's a particularly big season for the likes of um, Stroll or um, Valtteri Bottas. Well, here... Stroll, Stroll doesn't have to worry because we know why he doesn't have to worry. We do, because. but I would say um, I was going to make some comments about the amount of time left on people's contracts to which Stroll's contract is up at the end of the season. Oh, he's fine, isn't he? He's going to say, I reckon daddy signs that. I reckon <laughs> daddy, daddy does some stuff to sort that uh, out. Unless he breaks daddy like, Stroll bucks. <laughs> unless he breaks like 10 cars this season, he's not going anywhere. Which he won't. I, I'm not his biggest fan, but he, he, he's not a bad driver. He's not like, you know, he, he makes a couple of stupid errors. I think about turn one in Hungary. Um, when he actually... oh, that wasn't his fault. We've we've seen that it wasn't his fault, was it? I know, but... I know, he went into Leclerc, but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, slow down a bit, you know. What I Aftermath mean? of Bottas going bowling, <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't get hit by that. He he just tried to go up the inside and then just yeah. didn't slow it down enough. But yeah, he's not terrible, so he should get his contract back. But I one one particular contract that has caught my eye is that Sergio Perez's contract is up at the end of the season. I mean, the Mexican Minister of Defence. Yes, this is the, the Mexican Minister of Defence. What an absolute uh, Donny. He's, he's sweet. Oh, I love Checo. I do. I don't but think I it's just that think, simple. But I think it's quite a big 
thing. It's a big seat. It's a big seat. It's a, big, it's a massive seat, a seat that's proved to be very difficult to keep hold of. He's done a really solid job. But, you know, Pierre Gasly, for example, whoever since he's lost that seat has been brilliant. Yuki Tsunoda, who's in the Red Bull Junior Programme, Alex Albon in the Red Bull Junior Programme. These are all, you know, these are all going to be absolutely I, battling it out. Based on, based on the car, Gasly and Albon would have to put in fucking stonkers of seasons to get that seat of Perez, I think, I, in my I, opinion. I would not want to see Gasly back at Red Bull, personally. Um, Playing I think second he, fiddle as well. I think he can achieve more at AlphaTauri, weirdly. Well, yeah, but it's just that, you know, that they will always play, you know, AlphaTauri will never be contenders because, because they're a subsidiary of Red Bull. Like, isn't there's a rumor that obviously it's like written in their contracts that they will they essentially have to yield to Red Bull cars? Which well, yeah, what race was it in like, 2020? Yeah, 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 backed up by what team race media, was wasn't it? Uh, what race was it? I can't remember the race. And it was, it was only, it was only, no, I think it was, it might have been quality to be fair. It might have been quality when Gasly had to get out of Verstappen's way, or yeah, no, Sonoda yeah, yeah. had to get out of Gasly's way, um, out of Verstappen's way. And he went off the track, didn't he? And they were yeah. like, oh, this fucking guy or something like that. Yeah. I'm sure that was 2020. So, uh, no, it can't have been because it's Yuki Snow's first season. So it would have been last year, maybe. But I, I just think that Gasly it is tough for Gasly because he, he has already been given that chance. Not, not He didn't even get half the chance that Alex Albon got, to be mm. fair, by the way. So, which is just harsh. But he's done such a great performance and he will, obviously they will never surpass the Red Bull. Red Bull physically will not allow their third and fourth car to be better than their first and second one, unfortunately. So it's kind of a bit of a ceiling now for for Gasly and Alpha Tauri, I feel. So it's a big year for yeah for them to push for that seat. And the other contract that's at end up at the end of this year, which makes it a very big season for him, he has done very well. So I can imagine him getting a new contract is Carlos Sainz. Yeah, I know I, I know you're right, but he's fine. But he should be fine. I'll be, be surprised. If D- Danny fine. Rick is my shout for big season. Um, I think he has to have one, doesn't he? I think he has to. Yeah, I think that is actually literally the word I would use. He has he, to have a big. He year. physically has to because he's he's Luke, he's it's da- just been lukewarm, hasn't he? He's just been lukewarm. He's, for well, a he's, of he's years. just been hopping around as well, which yeah. is what's. Um, What's scary about it all is that he's been hopping around um, and it, it took him, well, it took him till Monza yeah. to settle into that McLaren. But to be fair, once he settled into it, he looked very good. Um, not in, in every the, single race, but... In the second half of the season, which is, of course, Belgium to Abu Dhabi, uh, Norris and Ricardo did go 6-6 in race finishes in terms of Ricardo beat Norris six times. Norris beat Ricardo six times. Obviously, there are asterisks on that, such as um, Lando did dominate ninety percent of Russia as well, um, yeah. and was told to hold position in Monza. Um, just a couple of examples. So there is some misfortune in that, maybe. But he did pull it back a bit towards the end of the year. He Danny needs Rick. it though this year. He yeah, fucking he really needs it. Yeah, he needs he needs. Well, I would say podiums, but that's a little bit unfair. He needs to put a solid season together. He needs together. consistency. This is the thing. I think, I don't think it's simply... He, he needs consistency I mean, in the top six, really, doesn't he? Yeah. And he, he needs, which I don't well, know if they will. Norris. Well, what the problem Norris. is that they need to beat Ferrari. But 
are they going to do it this year? Really, that's as it stands. That's now not the focus. Their their focus well, on anything is actually ironically beating Mercedes based on what we've seen. Yeah. We've well, seen. I mean, what they've what they've said was that well, they Al- haven't even Alpine might be. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and that's another one is that um, Bahrain is basically a write off uh, for Danny Rick. Well, unfortunately, yeah, he's, he's, after not, not doing car, any right? testing, um, which is a fucking shame. Who's, but Lando had driving? to put in a massive shift, didn't he? Who's going to be driving instead of Ricardo? So no, no he's he in. He's driving. back for the race. Oh, right, right, right. He's just, he's but he's not tested not, the car. Yeah, he's just not driven the car. He's just going to kind of. And interesting behind. news out of this week: Oscar Piastri has been given permission by Alpine to be uh, the McLaren alternate driver if Alpine do not need him. Wow, didn't know that. Yeah, fact, fact check that. me if I'm wrong. I'm sure no, you're right. Aaron. You're right. You're no, right. I, I, sure I definitely because Alpine right. came out and say I, I think it was something. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of they want to give their drivers as much chance for exposure as possible, yeah. or something along those lines. I wouldn't which, have been exposure. It was just experience, I guess. Right, experience. Um, which I think is the fairest thing you can. And well, especially for last year's F2 champion that's not got a seat this year, um, which is nuts. It's just fucking insane because he went F3 and F2 back to back um, and he hasn't got a seat. Um, so I'm not wishing anything on Lando or Danny, but if if Piastri does get a chance to to get in that car, I sincerely hope that he does a stonking job and that mm-hmm. he can secure a seat for next season because yeah. um, he is one of the up and coming drivers that has been, yeah. well, he's had one of the most impressive junior careers you've, you've seen, obviously. Well, you mentioned his ties into Alpine and yep. uh, Fernando Alonso's contract is also up at the end of the year, um, as is Sebastian Vettel's. Um, so there, there are going to be some seats probably flying about at the end of this year. Um, and it may be time for someone like that to start coming through, as you say, particularly with his performance um, in F2. People have been worse in F2 and got themselves some F1 seats, so... Uh, could you tell me who you were thinking of specifically? <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nikita Mazepin. Um, so <laughs> didn't he come third? Didn't he come third is is F season? I don't know. I, he, his dad probably paid for him to be third. He probably bought his points, mate. I, th- I think yeah, he came third this season, Schumacher. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope I hope Piastri uh, can get that seat next year, to be honest. But um, yeah, so he's been he's been named as their like alternate driver or they have permission to use him as an alternate driver, uh, which, yeah, which I think is awesome. Um, but championship predictions, yeah, what we got? Let's power through the rest oh, of this. Oh, shit. Championship predictions. I think for me, wow. I think Mercedes is going to have a slow start. I do think they'll end up three or four races in being more than competitive. And I do think Hamilton will win. I think he'll win the championship and I think Mercedes will win it as well. Constructors. That's Hit my it. gut feeling. I think even if right now they're the fourth best team, they have some of the best engineers and the best R&D specialists. Um, that I do not think it will take them long to be up there, personally. And I think I I think that lineup of of Hamilton and Russell is just too good not not to be very very much in the fight, if not the favourites for constructors. Um, and I think after the first couple of races, I think Hamilton will be back to consistent. He's going to be one hundred percent the hungriest person on that grid this season. 
he is going to be relentless and he's going to give Max even little, even less room um, to breathe. So, yeah, yeah. Well, don't try and overtake through uh, through cops is definitely the message. What do you mean? That's fine. We've not seen any issues there. <laughs> um, Leclerc was shaking in his boots, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he just seems like, just, just have it. Just have he it. went I off the track, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Fuck doing that. That looked well, that looked well painful, mate. <laughs> um, for me, Max is going to do it again. Uh, Red Bull that. are going to do it again. Obviously, you know I don't want it. You know I don't want it. But I have to give my honest prediction. I don't have to, technically. But, <laughs> but I'm going to. Uh, I think Max is going to take it again. Um, I think his main contenders are probably going to be Lewis. Um, again, um, no one's really got even close to those two over the last few years. Um, probably, funnily enough... I've just said how much I prefer signs to Leclerc over the course of a season. But I feel like if any of them have just like the natural pace to try and close up that gap, it's going to be between Russell and Leclerc to do that. But it's just about staying out of trouble and, you know, those days where you're not in contention securing the podiums and mm-hmm. so forth. So I think it could be really a three-team shootout, which would be great. Great to see. Um, I think Max is going to take it. I think Red Bull just look really in control of things based on what I've seen in preseason. And I hope I'm really wrong. And then I think his contenders will be Lewis because I just can't see a scenario where Lewis isn't in contention. Um, and then uh, Charles Leclerc, I think he's going to round out my championship top three or maybe Carlos Sainz. Now I'm going to go with Leclerc. I know I said all that shit about Sainz, but you guys have talked me into saying Leclerc. So I'm going to say Leclerc. I'm backing you on Leclerc for third. Uh, mm. I think Hamilton comes second and I think Verstappen comes first. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's very possible that Mercedes still win the championship because I think Russell can easily outdo Perez. Yeah. I've just I've just spent like a good five minutes earlier backing Perez. I just did um, the same thing with science, man. It's so it's so hard. I think I think I think Russell will outperform Perez. Um I I know we've had some good defenses from Perez, and I know it took him a few races to get going but then he sort of stopped going and then started going again i just don't think the consistency was there no. last year from perez i think i think russell has so much more to prove um and i think yeah i think i think um ha- hamilton comes second verstappen comes first claire in third but i think mercedes do the constructors um and i also don't know what that means for lewis hamilton next year he's 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 signed on for next year as it stands but he mm. kind of does have the power and the free reign to be able to say yeah but he is 75 I'm now done. isn't he <laughs> not quite but he's one of the oldest drivers on the grid now which is crazy um what is do you have any like surprise predictions for the year so like for me i think alfa romeo are going to get a podium this year that's mine i think Haas are going to get a point Haas are going to get a point that is actually i don't think that's out more, of pocket i think it is i think it is they didn't score a single point last year, right? No, I don't I, think that's out of pocket. Two years I ago, think, they did score points. I think, I think Schumacher is going to get tenth in a race. I don't think that's out of pocket. I think they, from every well, again, we're talking about testing, but everyone, everyone's got them in their in the the kind of like top seven as well. So I don't think that's out that out of pocket. Um, 
I think Ocon to get another podium for me. Another my, podium for Ocon. My okay. out of pocket. And again, obviously not a win. Um, but another podium. I think he's actually, like, if, if you sort of think about it for what he is and, and what he's been driving, he's a brilliant driver. Um, and I reckon he, he outperforms Fernando Alonso this year. Um, and I reckon he gets a podium. Uh, yeah, I think um, an Alfa Romeo podium and a Yuki Sonoda podium are going to be Ooh, my two. Yuki on the podium. Yeah. He got P4 in Abu Dhabi. He was just starting to get settled into the car. I think he's going to have a big race. Only took it's him gonna... 22 races. Yeah, to, yeah. well, you know, he still can't do his washing, so this doesn't <laughs> surprise me too much. Have they got blocks on the pedals? <laughs> they need to, just so he can reach him, mate. <laughs> we'll have to put a little, little step on the podium for him it's going to be interesting to see if any more cars porpoise I know we're going to wrap up here um, I noticed a lot of cars were running did you see they were putting like a little metal pipe yeah to, hold the, to hold, hold the floor up yeah to try and stop it happening it'll be intriguing to see come Friday if anyone's still running that um, because I mean they've been told they're really allowed struggling. to right yeah yeah it, it, they're allowed to it's just you know it's an extra little bit of weight and aerodynamics might be lost slightly but also well, I think they're trying to channel the air very much. Well, it was getting like that as well, stuck underneath or something, so that it was making. Yeah, it... <laughs> well, that was what was happening. Was that the 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 floor? They basically made them too downforce heavy, right? Because those front wings are so high now. They were so high, uh, so they, they they're trying to find some balance, and I'm sure they will. But yeah, I mean that's 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 F1. We <laughs> we got the race next week. Anything All the cars <laughs> looked like absolute like science projects, didn't they? By the end of that test, yeah. And you see all the paint and stuff on it as well. They're doing oh, mate. yeah. Sick. It's just it's just so yeah. I'm just so into it right now. It's such a nerd for it. Red Bull coming in with new side pods on day three as well. I thought that was interesting. Well, they shipped them out. I, I don't know if you watched Ted's notebook, Cal. I did. Um, I certainly did. Yeah, <laughs> they got them delivered, didn't they? On on the Sunday. Yeah, uh, on the Saturday night or the Sunday morning in time in time for the test, um, and they went they went you know side pod less didn't they? And they went faster. They went faster. So by by a, by a way, wasn't it? it was about was it point seven or something? Well, Max was the only one in the one thirty ones for the whole test. Um, yeah, <clears throat> Haas have already gone faster than last year's qualifying time as well. Uh, Magnussen went faster than. Mazepin qualifying time from last yeah. year. So um, th there's a lot to see. How much trouble are Mercedes in? Who is really the quickest on the grid? Reliability, because this is a whole new setup, is going to be so intriguing to see and how the new rules are going to be implemented as well. So there's so much to really pick apart and talk about, which, of course, we will be doing um, generally, I assume, Mondays, or Sunday evenings, we're going to be talking about it and uploading on the Mondays um, after the race, which, of course, starting with this weekend, which is just so exciting. There's so crazy to, to think. About. And I, I was I was saying to, to my girlfriend the other day, like, how crazy is it that it's been uh, three months since we've had anything on the TV? Yeah, um, we, we made it work. I suppose we filled the gaps. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I've been just, just so sad. alone. Just so sad. sad and alone. Sad and lonely. <laughs> Oh, um, well, one final thing before we do wrap this up, gentlemen. Joe. Are you yes, going to... No, no, no. There's one more thing. Um, around, around, Abu, around Abu Dhabi 2021, isn't there? 
Oh, the FIA. safety car. The safety the, car. The safety car. Exactly. The Shit. FIA have um, have amended a rule around the uh, the safety car, and I'll I'll read to you the change. Um, so Article fifty five point one three now reads fifty five thirteen something along that. I don't know. Yeah, it works. If the clerk of the course considers considers it safe to do so, and the lapped cars may now overtake has been sent to all competitors using the official messaging system. All cars that have been lapped by the leader will be required to pass the cars on the lead lap and the safety car. Do you know what, what word I said in there that's different to what the rule was? All. And what was it last year? Uh, what was it last year? Any. Any. It ah. is now all, and all is definitive. Yeah. And it is Any that we is have like- to. Yeah, they could just open to interpretation, isn't it? Well, is it fuck? But they made it like that, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so they, they've made that adjustment. Uh, they needed and, to, yeah. and now nothing last season matters anymore because the rule's been changed. So quit yeah. your bitching, Cal. Too little, too late for me, mate. Too little, too late. I'm already <laughs> I'm already setting up my Formula E podcast for next season. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to happen from here. Lou, I think it's your turn this week um, for a little segment we like to call Guess the, Guess the Driver. Driver. Wait, Cal, do it with the auto tune. Oh, yeah. Guess the Driver. I will give you a clap. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was good. Uh, Lou, <laughs> yeah. it's your turn, isn't it? Yes, it is. Have you got a driver or have we put you on the spot here? I have. Um, okay, but there's been plenty of hints this evening as to. Oh really? Shit. I missed all of you them. Giga brain, because I didn't actually notice any of them. When I say um, plenty of hints, I don't mean I've said their name or anything. Okay, right. Before we came on the show, there might have been some hints. Oh fuck! There okay. might have been some hints during the day. Jesus. Um, so. Wow, we've, we we talk a lot of shit though. That's the other thing. There is a um, lot of garbage so in that group chat. We're gonna do like, is it like three each now? Because the, the last each, podcast, yeah, yeah. it was like you just had no info to try and guess mine. Really, did you? Um, so um, I'm gonna start with. Um, oh, are they based? Are they European based driver? They are indeed. They are right. Okay, they're a European based driver, Joe. Are they a current F1 driver? They are not. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Are they... Have they won a race? Yes, they have. They have won a race. Right. A European driver that is not driving at the moment. I'm literally... Sorry, I'm I'm watching Cal's brain work. (laughs) Compared to Joe's just... Joe's just sitting there, very just kind of like chilled about it. Cow's fucking like seriously zoomed into this. Hmm. Okay. Are they, are they German? No. Oh, I think well, I've got it. I, I think I've much. got it. Go on then. Who? Jimmy Raikkonen. No. Fuck! He's <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, this will be my third question then. Oh, we both should have asked more questions. I should have asked more, but we could keep going. Fuck it. We can keep going. Yeah. Uh, okay. So European. Um, they're not German, right? They, they are un German. Un German. <laughs> um, do, do you want a clue? 
No. They've nah. won a race. They've we got won a questions. race. We've got questions. They've won a race. They're European. They're not German. Um... And they're not a current driver. No. Did they drive for Ferrari? No. No, right. Are they British? Yes. Oh. Oh, I shit. think we've got it. We think uh, we've got it now, right? Go on, Cal, what you got? I think Jensen Button. No. Fuck. <laughs> Mark Webber. No. He's not even English. Oh, shit. He's Australian, dude. Shit. I've lost my mind. <laughs> Welcome there. to the fourth sector podcast. Literally... I've lost my head there. Um, right. So it's not. For some reason, I had Red Bull in my head there. Who the fuck else have we spoke about? It doesn't. said the British. No, we, we hold on. No one said we spoke about them. Saying I gave hints. Oh, mate. I've been... Oh, is it Hunt? Yeah. Ah. James. Oh, Hunt. Yeah. James Hunt. No. Yeah. We not did Mark talk Webber, about that as well. Definitely we not Mark Webber. Definitely not Mark also, Webber. I had Red Bull me, in my head for no reason. Can you tell me where a Mark Webber hint has ever has ever been? I think we mentioned him once today, and that's where he stuck out for me. But um, yeah, I just I just had Red Bull in my head for no reason. Because okay, because so. you said there was hints earlier. I did scroll through the WhatsApp chat, and we had a message about Kimmy. Uh, and was, so that was why I threw that one out. I, I right. Love- well. Literally changed my background on here um, to the famous picture of um, Nicky Lauder and, and James Hunt side by side. In the oh, I missed that completely. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I saw that. I saw that. And, well, yeah. no points to anyone. No points to anyone. Better luck next week. Joe, is it back yeah. to you next week? Uh, yeah, because I was first. Um... Yes. Yeah. So get your, get your driver ready. Um, awesome. We've well, gone through been, a lot. We yeah. has. It's been a very long show. And if you're still listening, thank you for listening. Um, obviously, as we were kind of saying, um, Sunday's first race of the season, Bahrain. Um, so we look forward to actually having a race to cover next episode, which is going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be carnage that episode. I'm isn't it? so excited. And I think we're going to learn <laughs> so much. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening. And... and we'll catch you when Charles Leclerc gets his first win of the 2022 season. I'll take us out with that incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you had it ready. <laughs> oh, thank you.